at the minute medical cannabis is only available through private clinics and I'll be the first to tell you I can't afford it mm-hmm. never mind a, a wee pensioner or something you know so yeah the the thing the government the whole point of the government suppressing the cannabis information and research is because if I can get this right back in the day when Cameron was the prime minister with the conservative party they had a coalition government with the Liberal Democrats. They commissioned the Demo- the Liberal Democrats to do a report on medical cannabis to see how much money could be made profit for the NHS. The report came back at least one billion in 12 months for the NHS, and that report was handed over to the Conservative Party. That hasn't seen the light of day since. So that sort of gives you some idea just what the government are doing, because see the amount of money in the cannabis industry, it's all staying up here at the top, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not filtering through to the public. So definitely, cannabis in the NHS is a big, massive thing that needs yeah. needs sorted out. Definitely. Yeah, my mum was a nurse, and she really supports it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like really, it's a really like good thing. Yeah, really helps. Definitely, it's yeah plant medicine. You know, it's 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 natural. There's nothing added to it, and if the majority of the public caught on that you just have to grow this thing it's just a plant that you grow you know without yeah. actually having yeah. to do anything else to it that's that's the big yeah that's the big blind big farmer don't want anybody to, to find out like i'm not i'm not a horticulturalist so you know i'm sure I, like cannabis is called weed because mm-hmm. it basically is a weed it'll grow anywhere but i'm not going to be growing a plant and winning any like you know world's biggest marrow competitions though i'm sure there is somebody out there somewhere that could grow these plants like real nice and perfect but you know horses for courses it doesn't have to be that way it's literally as simple as as a weed you know so hopefully things will get moving but this this week country the politics it's all it's all bigotry politics you know vote for us to keep them out and if you don't vote for us and they get in and all this like i had a guy talking to me last week he says if uh, if Sinn Féin get in as the majority party in Northern Ireland they'll they'll call for a border poll and I looked at him and I says is that what you're saying to people and he goes ah. and I says right well I know that one party just one party can't do that mm-hmm. he says they have to motion and all that nonsense and everybody else. he says one party can't do that and he just looked at me and I says so what are you talking about that was the end of the conversation. So, but anyway, sorry, I'm way, way off track here. Way off track. Perfect way to start. Right. So, um, first off, just why did you set up the business? Um, I myself have a history of opioid addiction. I was addicted to antidepressants and painkillers. When I went to the doctor and told him the antidepressants that he gave me was giving me bad side effects, like suicidal thoughts, he he just changed the brand of medication and put me on more it didn't actually help i found cbd on the high street now i'm a cannabis activist mm-hmm. so whenever i seen a cannabis leaf on a shop in the middle of belfast i was over to it like a fly over to one of them we blue blue lights i was straight over going this is great this is brilliant but what actually happened was i started to use the cbd basically just to make people aware that cannabis you know was on the high street but after about two or three weeks, I started to notice that the heavy painkiller and antidepressants that I was taking, I was forgetting about them. So it wasn't as if I just stopped taking my tablets, because as, as I say, I was prescribed them to start with, but in the end, I was taking them just to go to work. Mm-hmm. So after a few weeks, instead of getting really annoyed when I didn't have my tablets and work, a couple of days were passing, and then I was realizing, 
I forgot to take that tablet and I didn't have a bad day. And it's through that realisation that I realised there's more to CBD than meets the eye. And that's sort of the start of my journey. So the more and more I took to social media to tell the public about CBD, the more I was able to relate to people that had the same problems as me. Mental health, anxiety and depression is a big, big, big problem for me. Um, but chronic pain as well. A lot of older people that are in pain and they just want to play with their grandkids and things like that. Talking to these people over the last couple of years, whenever I saw the opportunity to actually open somewhere like this, I grabbed onto it with both hands. Um, the whole point of this lounge is for people that have a private prescription for medical cannabis. It's for them to come in to an atmosphere that's not judgmental. Nobody's going to think they're stupid if they're asking quest simple questions. Um, but more importantly, they're able to, to have access to the proper dry herb vaporizers, the proper medical apparatus that they should be using. Unfortunately, these machines are very expensive. So this is the Volcano Hybrid. This is a tabletop dry herb vaporizer. It's also an official recognized medical cannabis device. This would set you back about 500 pounds. Oh, really? Not everybody has 500 pounds. Yeah. If you've maybe spent £500 on your private prescription for cannabis, you're not going to have another £500 lying about to get this. So people can come up here, join the lounge, and they can use this. They can use it as much as they want. This is the handheld version of this. And again, this is about £400. So people that are getting proper medication, the actual proper medical vaporizers they're really expensive mm -hmm. so again if you become a member of the lounge you can come up here and use these devices well, really you can bring your medical cannabis up and use them in the devices but more importantly say the three of us had a prescription it more than likely wouldn't be the same like i have 18 percent maybe you have 19 percent maybe you have 25 percent maybe you're a lunatic like <laughs> you know so um we'll be able to come in here and use these vaporizers but most importantly we'll be able to talk to each other and that's what is missing and i didn't realize until this place was open that is the big thing it's missing patients actually talking to each other traditionally cannabis users sit on their own in the house or if they're out and about it's always maybe a group of two or three and they're not going to sit down and start talking about their feelings especially if it's a group of fellas so this is what this place facilitates and it's that was the start of it but it's it's took off from there there's a lot more to it now you know so we actually have a private clinic that is collaborating with us the cannabis access clinics and they're very interested in the people of northern ireland so traditionally the private clinics because cannabis can't be seen as a first option the cannabis clinics will ask for your medical history that's just so that they can see that you've already tried traditional methods with your problem. So in my case, with my anxiety and depression, I went to the clinic and they said, well, what the antidepressants have you been on? Have you been to counselling? You know, if it's chronic pain, have you done physio? And they're all previous treatments that all count. So I only needed two for mental health, two previous treatments, which I had. The clinic gave me a consultation and within a week, this arrived at my door. So this is my private prescription for cannabis. So this is twenty five percent THC. This is this is the this is the real McCoy. Tilray are Canadian. Now this stuff was grown in Portugal. So this is a this is a UK private prescription for cannabis flour. 
that's 25 percent thc and that's prescribed to me for anxiety and depression without these devices i could take this medicine and maybe get a cheaper dry herb vaporizer but cheap is exactly what it is it's not going to be officially recognized as a medical vaporizer or in the case of the packs it's not going to be safe these packs devices have a 10 year manufacturer's warranty 10 years and they are a smart device so where the store's Bickle products are medically medically approved the packs are health and safety approved because the difference being this handheld is metal or sorry this handheld plastic it's reinforced plastic but the packs is metal and you're putting this in your mouth so that's that's the difference between the two i can set <coughs> these wee slides you grind up a wee bit of your herb and put it into the slide and it'll give you a full chemical analysis so it links, links up to your phone so where this says 18 percent i can actually test it in this to make sure that it is 18 percent so that's that's another good that's another good thing to have here for the likes of our members if there's stock issues which has happened with other clinics where they're like we don't have your strain um you can be offered a different strain but most people what i find is they're either going back to their tablets or they're going back to their street weight yeah and see the ones that are going back to their street weight they're saying listen i'm prescribed 20 percent whatever and maybe if dodgy dave's saying ah that's what that is or you go they can actually bring it here and test it then so it's a big it's a big plus for the members you know um it's all different, like that stuff yeah so this is 25 percent uh, like and this is 18 percent they're both indigo uh, indigo and sativa are the two different types of cannabis if you smoke sativa you would be hyper yeah. if you smoke indigo you're locked to the couch you know that's the two differences so i have the lesser strength ones for my daytime and this one's for nighttime so when i can't get to sleep i would get that and it's 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 really really good i like it because this label tells me what it is and it's gonna yeah. be that's what it's gonna be every single time you know so it's a big plus people that are maybe in the grow on their own wouldn't go for this because they're like dude i can just grow me own but they're like right that's fine good for you what about everybody else yeah you know so as i say we things like that it, it draws people up when they, when they come here yeah you know it's really interesting yeah yeah it's really interesting i love cars yeah. long you using it i i started smoking when i was 12. really i started smoking cars before i started smoking cigarettes but actual yeah. Weed. Good long time. Good long time. But this is the first time. I, I'll be honest. My very, very first prescription, I got it just to have it. So mm -hmm. that I knew that if I was sitting here and anything happened, I'd be alright. But the doctor gave me it and she says, listen, do this, do that, whatever. And I got the first script and I was like, hmm. That's not as strong as what I'm used to smoking off the street, the, the yeah. old star dog or whatever it's called. But I've slowly but surely started to know now when I need my script at night. And I didn't think it would happen, but it has. I feel a lot better when I'm yeah. using the prescribed. Now, I don't know if it's just in my head. That's just turning itself ah. off. Just I don't know if it's in my head, you know, that I'm thinking that way. But I definitely feel better on what is prescribed to me rather than just smoking high strength cannabis uh, yeah you know so yeah there's a big there's a big difference for me it's just a pity it costs so much
-hmm. But the people that I have helped get a private prescription, they were maybe spending £300 a month on an ounce, whereas now they're spending £300 on an ounce and they know what's in it. They just have to realise that they don't have to buy both. Yeah. That's that's the transition where you're like, come away from that and go to what you're prescribed. And it is slowly but surely happening. The other side of the coin is we've got we've members here that they've never smoked cannabis before ever. They've come up um, looking information. They've went ahead and got their prescription and they've actually they've got a vaporizer and they have their cannabis medicine and they're feeling better. Yeah. That's, now there is only a handful that are in that boat, but someone that has never tried cannabis to actually come up and do that is exactly what we're looking for. I just wish there was more people like that, because the stigma surrounding cannabis, you say cannabis to people, they just go, ah, drugs, and run away. Yeah. You know, it's literally, it's, my parents are just like that, you know, and they know, they know what I'm doing, and every now and again they'll say, ah, you know, keep going and good luck, but in general, the, the reefer madness needs to be broken and hopefully seeing the likes of these vaporizers maybe in a cafe or maybe somebody sitting in the corner of a pub using it will become more and more a normal occurrence and with that will break the stigma. Funnily, no. I thought, I thought that I would be hammered from the likes of the council or the politicians or anything like that but um, before we opened we did go around and see some of the MLAs that are local to Ballyclare, just so that they would be aware that we were opening a, a cannabis consumption lounge for, for people with private prescription. Mm. And to start with, they were very apprehensive, saying things like cannabis causes mental health problems. Um, of course, my own private prescriptions for anxiety and depression, so I put my prescription on the table. And the other point that they rose was kids this is over 100 metres away from the grammar school. Um, cannabis is, and children shouldn't mix. Well, we have, we have the first children's educational book in the UK. And fortunately I brought that with me. So that was my answer to that. So the two points that the politicians sort of had, I was able to counteract them without even opening my mouth, you know. So on that note, the they did wish me luck for what I wanted to do. They haven't bothered us since. Really? They haven't. Now, the town itself was a complete buzz. Everybody was talking about us when we opened. Um, but we're open now a good few months. And that sort of buzz about, oh, there's a cannabis cafe opening has now changed to, do you need help? You having problems? Go up to that place. That's that's sort of what we're getting now. So we are making, we are making steps. Um, Council-wise, we're just the same as any other unit. They've been around here to make sure uh, environmental, make sure we're all health and safety up and all the rest of it, just to make sure everything, all, was it to say, all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Besides that, we haven't had any 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 problems at all. If anything, we've had encouragement. Well, well, do you know the name of the book you mentioned? Yes, it's called Walter the Wizard and the Magic Seed. <laughs> was authored by Alison Littlefair who is a parent in England. Alison's family, they have their own story about cannabis medicine but this is the sort of thing that you would get for your kids, you know, like in Tesco, or like a wee, wee story about. But the best thing about it, it's about, 
It's about Titch. This is Titch. Titch isn't well. And what we'll learn on the journey is all about plant medicine and the correct seeds to use to make their own oil. Obviously they're growing the plant. They harvest the plant, they make the oil and give it to their friend and it stops their seizures. Which is amazing. So it, it's very educational for kids, but most importantly, the parents that are sitting down and reading this to their children are learning as well. Yeah. And of course, it's all about CBD. You know, so Ali herself <coughs> has had to come off Facebook every time she posted this on Facebook, Facebook Banda, saying drugs and kids. Now, I myself have had a couple of 30 days banned because Ali's a good friend of mine and I'm a cannabis activist, awareness activist, so obviously I advertise this for her. So she's on Instagram. Walter the Wizard and the Magic Seed has his own Instagram page if you want to look into it. Her second book is out next month and it's this guy. And this is the worry dragon who has real bad anxiety. And everybody said, oh, it's a dragon, whoa, and it's... You know, so I can't wait to read that one because it's more, that would be yeah. more sort of mental health, which would be right up my street. Okay, so it's just basic. Would vaping cannabis be cheaper than smoking it? Well, it all depends where you're getting your cannabis from. If you're buying it off the black market, <coughs> street cannabis is usually priced at about £12 a gram. The private clinics will give you choices of strains at different prices. The cheapest of the cheap is five pounds a gram. So go and buy that price. The answer would probably be yes. You also have to take account into vaping versus smoking. A lot of people that smoke in cannabis would mix it with tobacco. Whereas vaping cannabis, tobacco isn't even a factor, which is a huge boost for, for your health. It's also a good hook to try and get you to, to knock the tobacco on the head, as I'm trying to do myself. <coughs> so, what's the difference between a cannabis vape and just a normal vape? The difference between vaping dry herb and vaping just normal e-liquid it's night and day the doctors that prescribe medical cannabis will tell you to vaporize they will not recommend anything that's carcinogenic burning anything and breathing it in is harmful it doesn't matter what it is i wish i could sit here and say burning cannabis and breathing it in doesn't have negative health effects but like let's be sensible here you know you're setting something on fire and breathing it in um, whenever you're vaping all you are doing is heating the plant material up to a certain temperature so that the correct cannabinoids will come off in the form of vapor so as opposed to setting something on fire which is your traditional way of smoking vaping is literally these wee handhelds they're like glorified ovens so you're really just heating up the plant material enough so that whenever you're taking a draw off the top, you're coaxing the cannabinoids out of the plant material. You're not just inhaling whatever chemicals is coming off of the burning plant, if that makes sense. It's a lot easier for patients 
and there's no there's no tobacco stale smoke unhealthy smell i noticed myself when i started vaping the taste the taste was i i felt a wee bit daft because after a couple of weeks of vaping i was like this is why these strains are called lemon haze or strawberry cough because they've all got flavors i didn't know that i've been i've been smoking cannabis since i was a teenager and i didn't know how just how much packed full of flavor the, the material was until i started the vape so vaping is a big big plus for me it's so different to smoking and it, it's cleaner it's a, it's, a, it's a lot cleaner so this is the important one what are the minute, uh, positive mental health impacts of vaping cannabis I find when I vape cannabis, I am very calm. It would have a calming effect for me. Sometimes during my normal day-to-days, I would maybe have five or six things on my mind. It's very easy for them five or six things just to turn into a big snowball and just take over my whole day where I'm running about anxious, worrying about this, that, overthinking things. When I medicate with with when I medicate with cannabis, I can relax. It's like taking a big deep breath and going, right, let's calm down one thing at a time and just go at a nice, easy pace. So cannabis for me definitely takes the whole hecticness out of, out of everyday life. Um, the plus, the big plus side for me was I was actually able to break my addiction to antidepressants and opioids. Now, they were prescribed to me, but the prescription didn't end. As, as long as I kept getting a repeat prescription, like I didn't even talk to the doctor in a long time. I was just getting these tablets. So what he actually gave them to me for, he never actually came <coughs> back around and checked up on. He was just happy for me to collect these, these tablets. And like, make no mistake about it, the amount of opioids that people are being prescribed every month, you, you can kill a few horses on it, like, you know, so um, mental health, in Northern Ireland is is at a big, huge, all-time low. Prescriptions from doctors, it'll tell you on any of the inserts on the leaflets, the side effects, majority of them have death as a side effect, never mind suicidal thoughts. But um, where cannabis is concerned, it is a fantastic alternative to traditional opioid medicine. Like, Don't get me wrong, everybody needs a pill or a tablet every now and again. But if you're being given the same pill for, say, 10 years straight, it is going to do damage, especially to your insides, whether it be your stomach lining deteriorating to nothing or just your, your mental health, where the thoughts in your head just become too much. You know, And sadly, sadly, Northern Ireland has a very, very high suicide rate. And there's not a lot of information on what is actually causing these people to go that far. Everybody has suicidal thoughts every now and again but there's never a plan or what's going to happen after they're always just fleeting thoughts so i would like some research into the amount of opioids that's being prescribed compared to the side effects that it would induce and then moving on to who who has actually caused themselves harm while taking these tablets cannabis is a completely new alternative it's non-addictive it help, it promotes good mental health, um, and of course it fuels your endocannabinoid system, which is something that the doctors these days don't seem to know a lot about. 
the endocannabinoid system was removed from the medical journals about a hundred years ago at the start of cannabis prohibition. Whenever prohibition for alcohol ended at the end of the 1920s, now this is America, they had a whole big section set up for the prohibition of alcohol, a whole load of teams, a whole pile of stuff and nothing, nothing for them to do anymore. So what they did was the demonized cannabis. The easiest way to demonize cannabis, back then in the 1920s, the cannabis leaf was not known. Anybody that was using cannabis medicine before prohibition, it was oils. So to actually see a leaf, like for an example, can you, if I asked you now, there's a pen and paper, draw me a tobacco leaf. Could you do it off the top of your head? Would you know what it looked like? Probably not, no. That's, that's sort of what I mean. So, you know, even though a lot of people would smoke tobacco, they don't actually know what the plant looks like. So when cannabis prohibition came around, it was very, very easy for them to put the leaf up and come up with this name, marijuana. The plant is called cannabis. Mm -hmm. It has always been called cannabis. Marijuana is actually a slur against Mexican people, believe it that's or not. Really? Yeah. So the whole marijuana reefer madness, the leaf, it all appeared in the early 1930s. And it was basically a way, now obviously this would be my own personal opinion, it was a way of dealing with the amount of workers that had built all the buildings, the railroads and the roads. They all wanted houses in the towns. They weren't American, they were foreigner. So the easiest way was to demonize a lot of them for cannabis and lock them all up. And that was the start of prohibition and the start of reefer madness. And it is still going on to this day. So, would you say then vaping cannabis would be a much better alternative than smoking it? Definitely, for sure. Definitely, even just the, the healthy, just even the healthy benefits. Mm. You're, vap you're vaporizing, you're inhaling cannabinoids, you're not inhaling harmful chemicals that's in cigarettes. You're not using tobacco, which has nicotine in it, which is a very highly addictive substance. You know, just in general, even after smoking cannabis compared to after vaping cannabis, you don't stink of stale smoke. You can taste, you know, yeah. people aren't standing beside you looking at you and not saying, dude, you stink of smoke, it's rank. You know, the, just, even, just even that, just, it's just scratching the surface is, is, is pluses for cannabis. Why is it hard to obtain a medical cannabis prescription in Northern Ireland? The UK government don't want you to have one. Mm -hmm. Is the shortest answer I can possibly give. So cannabis research is suppressed in the UK and it's suppressed on purpose. The We've already touched on the opioids. The, the sort of things that the big pharmaceutical companies are pumping out can all be easily fixed with a cannabis prescription and if the general public at large caught on that a cannabis plant grown is basically what you're getting when you have a private prescription there's no tampering with it they're not adding anything to it they're not taking anything out of it it's literally it's not nature's plant chopped off there you go if word got out around the general public at large that's going to fix a major lot of problems big pharma's going to start losing a lot of money so the likes of anti-cannabis things that you would read in the news like if there's a news flash and it's like oh there's there's gummies on the street and you know it's dangerous and blah 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 and all the rest of it you'll probably find 
a lot of the funding for those new spaces come from either big brewery companies, big alcohol companies, or big pharma. There is anything you read that's that's anti-cannabis. In this day and age now, because I look at information from around the world, if I see something in the news and it is demonizing cannabis, it can more than likely be traced back to, to breweries or at it the most now, alcohol companies. Alcohol is, compared to cannabis, alcohol is directly linked to heart disease. Yeah. Alcohol is directly linked to liver disease. Alcohol is directly linked to deaths. Yeah. Cannabis has never been linked to any death ever in any part of the world, any time since time began. Mm -hmm. Cannabis is a safe medicine. So the government are allowing the private clinics to operate. So private clinics is private healthcare. This must be treated the same as any other private prescription. So the likes of the Ulster Independent, the private hospital in Belfast, if you go up there and you ask for a consultation with one of their doctors, they'll charge you for it. This cannabis clinic, their consultation fee is £49. That's for a 45 minute Zoom. If you take cannabis out of the equation, 45 minute or sorry 49 pounds for a 45 minute consultation with a medical professional at a private clinic in my case it's a psychiatrist is take my money all day long it's a bargain it's an absolute bargain a lot of the clinics are dearer this is the one that i am collaborating with so i i've banned the year clean off them the consultation fee was 150 pounds before the start of march i got that brought down to 49 pounds once you have your consultation you will then be issued a prescription. So the likes of my cannabis flour or oils, your script comes in three, flour, THC oil or CBD oil. You can get all three or two or just one. Because it's private healthcare and you're paying for it, you get for what you're paying for. The doctor will advise, but at the end of the day, if the doctor prescribes you something that maybe costs too much money, then it's too much money and you know they have, they have to work at you on that obviously the private clinics they're there to make money so they will try and sell you as much as possible as possible that they can get away with but in general they're, they're very very good so cannabis can't be seen as a first option for your treatment um, we have had loads of people that have contacted me looking for a private prescription the clinics will ask you for your medical history this is so they stay insured. Mm -hmm. If they give out a prescription to somebody that hasn't, say, say for conversation's sake, you're, you're saying, I need a prescription, I've got arthritis. And they're like, right, show us your medical history so that we can see all, all the stuff you've already tried. See if you don't have anything, they're gonna say, dude, go to the hospital, come back and see us in six months or something. You need to have tried other treatments before the cannabis clinic can issue that. That's the UK government's doing. That is why they're doing that. Something else to do here. This is for the volcanoes on the Medes. This is the European certificate to say that they are recognized as medical cannabis vaporizers. They're the only ones in Europe that have it. The only ones. If you buy this machine outside of Europe, I don't know if you can read that or not. It says underneath it there, Medic. So it's actually called the Volcano Medic. But that machine I have, because it's bought in Europe, it's not allowed to have the word medic on it. Yeah. Why? Because cannabis is suppressed. That's yeah. why. So, 
outside of Europe, if you buy that machine, it's the Matic. If you buy this, this is the mighty Matic. But here in Europe, now these guys are German, so it's, that's even that's even worse. In Europe, it ha they can't have Matic on it. It can't be seen as medicinal. That's just an idea of how hard the government are trying. You've heard of the war on drugs. The government is at war with a plant, and they're losing. This place is testament to that. They are losing. They're losing. So that's an example. When you catch on to things like that, and then you start, when the cogs in your head start to turn, you know, you're sitting there saying, there is alternative medicines to what the NHS is pumping out. But when you look into how the NHS is actually put together, if you get a packet of 16 tablets from Tesco or Asda, whatever price them tablets are is for the box, the NHS will get charged every single tablet full price. So if you're getting a box of 12 at like a fiver, see if you bought them 12 tablets single, it'll cost more. The NHS gets that bill every month. So we had a lady in here earlier on, and she was saying that she was using cannabis medicine and it stopped her from X, Y and Z medications for three weeks. So I asked her, I says, how much money do you think you've saved the NHS? And she says, but the medication on the NHS is free. I said to her, it's free, it's free to you, but not to the NHS. So this is what they don't tell you when they're saying the NHS is skint. The NHS is billed every month by the government for all the medications that they're prescribing out and it's all at full price. So your GP, your local GP might be banging out say 3,000 prescriptions a month. The NHS has to pay for that and that's why they're so skint. And with no funding going in, it's all falling apart and it's all falling apart real quickly. People think that cannabis is going to be available on the NHS very, very soon. I think the NHS is on its way out. And it always has been since the, since the Conservative Party took power. They've been dismantling it piece by piece. You only have to look there two years ago. The nurses were actually out on the street, out in the front of the Mater Hospital in Belfast, striking for a pay raise. Ten months later, people that didn't know them were standing at their back doors clapping for them. Why? Because to me, if I was a nurse in that situation, and then all of a sudden, because the TV told people to do that, that's a slap in the face to me, like, you know, where were they whenever I was saying, here, I'm only getting paid £8 an hour and a half been for the last five years, you know, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of things going on under the radar that if you're not actually on the ground in that situation, you're not going to know about it. Excuse me, can you please keep it down? Be as loud as you want. Just enjoy listening to this. And last question, how do you break the stigma surrounding the use of cannabis, especially when it's used for medical purposes? I use social media. I use Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, anything at all, and I've been banned off them all while doing it. Cannabis seems to be heavily censored on the likes of Facebook, so if I'm on Facebook and I want to spread cannabis awareness, I would shorten it down and work, use maybe canna or meds or herb. Um, Instagram is isn't is a wee bit more liberal because it's more American. I think America is only two states away from federally legalizing cannabis right across the board. Mm -hmm. The prohibition laws that the UK follow now were from America. If America are two states away from scrapping the whole thing, then surely the United Kingdom need to have a good look at themselves. So how can people get in contact with you then? 
Uh, I am on Facebook and Instagram. My page is called Ni Canada.